Welcome to episode 247 of the TDR Now podcast. We're focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, among other theme parks and other places. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at so many places, but you know what? The easiest thing, just type in tdrexplorer.com or just TDR Explorer and you will find us. I'm one of your hosts, Trish. I take photos. I am on Twitter and Instagram under Dream Suites Love. And I... <sighs> we're back to these days, right? Where we're inside, <laughs> we can't go anywhere. But like, it's a good time. It's a good time to catch up on reading and all that fun stuff. And yeah, how are you doing, Chris? What's up? I'm doing good. Yeah. I am doing, I was doing a little bit of traveling. Yeah, things are, things are, Things are. Things are. <laughs> I like things that. are. That's like I'm gonna write that in my bullet journal, like as a quote. Like things are. Dot dot dot. Things are. That's yeah, that, that's, that's it. what they. Yeah, that that's it. That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently in Kansai, so I know in our last episode we talked about Universal Studios Japan. Yeah. And this one we brief or in the last episode we briefly touched on me using the Kansai Rail Pass. So I thought. We should do a full episode on that because it's a full episode in itself. And it sounds really interesting. You went to so many great places. Yeah, I went to a bunch of places I've never been before, right. which is actually, well, you know, that's the kind of the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we start, though, I want to remind our wonderful listeners about our Patreon. So if you want to support our show, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have some wonderful exclusive bonuses for you if you decide to help us out there one of them is the five dollar level where you get a shout out at the end of the show so if you stay tuned all the way to the end we give a shout out to wonderful explorers that are supporting us on the show on patreon so remember head on over to patreon.com slash tdr now kansai wide pass this sounds so fun it was good normally in normal times, regular times, <laughs> the past. In the past, no, so let's long say in ago, the past. I can't even remember the. <laughs> in the past, these rail passes were only available to foreign tourists. So people who are visiting Japan on a tourist visa were able to get these wonderful deals on rail passes that you got unlimited riding, riding unlimited use of the Shinkansen, local trains and stuff like JR trains and buses. Are boats included? I don't know. I, don't I wonder. So. Well, wait, I don't think JR has boats. Anyway. No, that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be awesome. A JR boat. Yeah. So you could experience parts of Japan or all of Japan in a certain time frame as much as you want because transportation in this country can get expensive if you're paying for it a la carte. So it was always a wonderful deal for tourists coming to Japan. The most popular one being the JR Rail Pass, which covered the entire country from Hokkaido. I don't think it did it go. No, when it went to Okinawa, because JR is not in Okinawa. No. But I guess down to Kyushu, like Nagasaki area, that kind of part of Japan, southern part of Japan, and that that was like what three hundred dollars, under three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty, something like that, which is a steal. An yeah. absolute steal because to put in perspective, a one way Shinkansen ride from Tokyo to Osaka is about $130 to $140. Right. And that doesn't include like using local trains and buses and all these things. So it's a wonderful deal. So 
in light of everything that has been happening the last uh, two years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I don't like that we have to say that. The last two years, of course, the borders to Japan have been closed and tourists aren't able to use these passes. So what JR has done is made a lot of these passes available to foreign residents in Japan. So as long as you have a foreign passport, regardless of your visa status, you could get these passes. Now, they're not offering the Japan-wide one. They're only doing like region-specific. When I was in Kansai, I did the Kansai Wide Pass, which was 10,000 yen, which is about $100 US for three consecutive days. That's ridiculous. That's fantastic. That is so cheap. Yeah. And you bet I took advantage of that. Heck yeah. I mean, if you're going to be like at Universal anyway, do it. What I did was, uh, well, for this pass, it's only available online. I'll put links in the show notes if you want to check it out. If you're someone that lives here right now and wants to maybe try it, it's available on Kluke and Voyagen and a couple other online ticket vendors, I guess, like third parties. And these are official. They're authorized to sell these because they do not sell them. JR does not sell them directly. Why? You can't buy them. I don't know. You can't buy them in person. You can't buy it through them. You have to do it through these third parties. Oh, that's so weird. Why? I have no idea. No clue. So I bought mine through Kluke. So Kluke, it was very simple. I didn't get any kickback from this or anything. I bought it myself with my own money. So this is not sponsored or whatever. Bought it online a couple days before I wanted to use it because I kind of had to like strategically plan what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because I knew I was going to be at Universal for a few days. Right. Obviously, I didn't want to use it if I was going to be at Universal because I, I, you know, I really wouldn't make the most of it since it's only three days. But for the three days, I planned it out where I went up to Totori. I also went to Okayama and I also went to Kobe. And then also like, you know, travel within Osaka itself just to kind of get from point A to point B. And oof, I got my money's worth. <laughs> my money's worth with this one. Where should we start? Totori? Totori is probably the most exciting Let's one. start with Totori. You know, I, I think I told you, like, it's my dream to get a ticket from Shinurayasu to Urayasu in Totori. Because there's an Urayasu station in Totori. That is so weird. I didn't know that. I didn't know Isn't this until after I told you. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Because Totori is the least populated prefecture in Japan. Uh-huh. I think when I read it on Wikipedia, it's like 150,000 people. Uh-huh. Like that's, that is nothing compared to the rest <laughs> of the country, right? Yeah. For me, where I'm from in Canada, like I'm from, like I lived in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan for eight years. They have a population of like 300 some thousand people. Uh-huh. And like that's not very big for a city. Yeah. So a full prefecture that only has about 150,000 people, that's not a lot. The reason why I went up to Totori is because of the sand dunes. There's sand yeah, dunes up there. Desert. It's crazy. That's what they're famous for is the sand dunes. So I wanted to do that. And so to kind of give you a visualization of this. So to go to Totori... Along the JR lines, I had to go from Shinosaka Station on the Shinkansen to Okayama Station, which goes from east to west, mm-hmm. and then change there to another train that goes north, that kind of goes from the southern part of that part of Japan 
all the way to the most northern part where Totodi Station is. So I priced it out, and a one-way was, I believe, just over 8,000 yen. So if I did it round trip, I've already paid for the pass. Exactly. Now, I could have done it for cheaper because there's a direct train, like an express train that goes from Shinosaka to Totori Station. But the thing is, the JR Pass doesn't cover the entire line. There's a portion of it that is a private railway. That's not JR. So I would have had to pay an extra 3,000 yen for one way on top of that. So it would have been an, an extra 6,000 round trip, which I wasn't about to do. That would kind of defeat the purpose. I would have saved myself, I think, 45 minutes. I mean, that's nothing. Or something like yeah. that. So whatever. I got to go on the Shinkansen. You know, I, I love the Shinkansen. And going up to Totori. From Okayama to Totori, a small train. I'm talking a two-car train. And it was wonderful. Was it the little Conan train that they have? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a themed one. Okay. The one I won. I, I I did I did pass it though. Oh, we did go by. <laughs> that's I, so I cute. remember looking because we stopped at one of the stations. Yeah. And I looked over and I'm like, that's a Conan train. <laughs> yeah. So we got this little, I don't want to say clunker of a train. It wasn't a clunker. It was just a small two-car train. Yeah, a little local train. Yeah, very local. The car I was in was reserved seating and the other one was non-reserved. It was wonderful just to kind of go through the countryside. We went through rain and snow. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird going from no snow to just like blankets of snow. Wow. Over the course of like an hour. One weird thing happened that kind of like threw me off was when we were going, we stopped at one like a station and it was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Like there was just rice fields and hills everywhere. I'm like, okay. There was just like the train platform with like a little there was a couple benches with like the little roof. Yeah. Sitting there. And then like some stairs and then that's it. The train stopped there. It was sitting there for a little bit. And then everybody on my car stood up. And I was like, is it really this popular of a stop? (laughs) Everybody everybody's getting off? I just thought that was so weird. And then all of a sudden everybody started flipping the the seats around the face the other way which if you've been on trains in japan a lot of trains like the shinkansen and stuff the seats will turn around right yeah sometimes if you're sitting with a group of people you can have the seats face each other so it's like four people facing each other you can do that or like when the train is turning the other way staff usually come in flip the seats around right right because the train doesn't turn around the seats do the train just goes like back well, that's what was happening. It was a switchback. And I didn't realize that because that didn't dawn on me. And I was sitting there kind of confused thinking, why is everybody doing this? I don't <laughs> understand. And then this guy that was sitting in front of me got up, like came up to me and said, oh, the train is going back the other way. Get up and turn your seat around so you're facing the, the right way. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was just like so... I don't want to say strange. It was just, I'm not used to that. Sure, sure. It was like charming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we <laughs> we have to get up and do it ourselves. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then we went all the way up to Totori. And Totori Station is a quaint little station. Very small, very local, to the point where the turnstiles for the tickets, they're not machines. Like, you know, where you tap in and out. No, it's a person standing there that takes your tickets. Like, this is how small Totori is, right? Yeah. 
which I thought was really cool. When I got there in their mall that's attached to the attached to the train station, I use the word mall very loosely here. I mean, an, an arcade. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. An arcade. There's a pop-up Pokemon Center, which was very random to me. I'm like, oh, there's a pop-up Pokemon Center that's on for the next month. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, I wonder what floor it's on. Because, you know, malls in Japan are usually four or five, six stories tall or more, right? Uh-huh. And I walked in to the mall. I had to wait for my bus. I walk in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's on the first floor. Okay, cool. Oh, they're... That's it. That's it's only the first floor. Oh, okay. And it's and it was like a horseshoe shaped mall. Right. It took like a whole minute to walk through the whole thing. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a small town, so yeah. Again, it was just me remembering or like the the shock of right. We're not in like one of the biggest cities in the world right now. Right. We're on the tip of Japan, going to you know the or like one of the edges, going to see the sand dunes. So I went and got, I figured out the bus. I went up to like the tourist information booth and I asked the nice lady there how to get to the sand dunes. And she's very nice. And I got on the bus. I think I waited like an hour for the bus because they they weren't very frequent. Then it was like another 20 minutes to go up to the sand dunes. And it was so bizarre seeing the sand dunes. Yeah. When you think Japan, you don't think desert. And that's what it pretty much was. On the ocean. It sounds so interesting. Like when I first got there, because it's kind of like there's one place to go up to it. Like you kind of go up this hill. And at first you're like, oh, this is just a beach. Like that, that was kind of what was going through my head. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's just a beach. And I get up there and I finally get up to the top and I see and I'm like, no, this is not just a beach. Yeah. These are legit sand dunes. Like yeah. these are, you could film a movie here and you could... <laughs> Pretend you're on Tatooine or something. Yeah. Like, these were no joke. No, it's a legit desert. Like, it was so strange. You walk down, it goes down to a valley, and then it goes back up again. And then once you get up to the top of it, you can see the ocean. Mm-hmm. But, like, to either side, like, left and right, it's just, like, it's just sand. Yeah. Just sand dunes. It was raining that day a little bit, so the camels weren't out. There's camels there. They have camels. <laughs> That you could ride if you wanted to. Uh, so the, there was there was no camels mm-hmm. there. It was very windy, though. And it wasn't too cold. It was just extremely windy the day I went. So it wasn't the most pleasant, but it made for there was next to nobody there, which was kind of nice. I wonder when is, like, the best season to go to that area. Uh, probably the spring or fall, I would imagine. Right? Maybe I, would, not like, the I, summer. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if like the summer is like too hot. hot? I don't know. I, I didn't really look it up. It was definitely worth going to to see because it's just like it's just it's very interesting. Just like this desert, uh-huh. like this patch of desert in Japan, right on the ocean. It's just very strange. I want to do the sand museum, but what? There's a sand museum. There's a sand museum. I missed it by a day <gasps> because they close. For like four or five months at a time. Oh, wow. Usually starting in January and they reopen in the summer because they they make sand sculptures. What? Okay. So you have to go after it opens then. Yeah. So I think it opens, reopens in July. Okay. So summer, fall. And they do like these elaborate sand sculptures. Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like, ugh, I missed it by a, like literally a day. Oh, man. The day before was the last day. <laughs> Talk about terrible timing on my part. I mean, but how could you have known that was close for that long? I looked it up the day before I left. Uh-huh. Day before I was going. I'm like, I am missing it by a day, but I don't uh, really have a choice because it doesn't really, like, I can't really switch my schedule around too much. Right. I could, if I really want to, I'll go back. Going up to Totori was nice. I went to their one of two Starbucks that they have in the <laughs> prefecture. I thought they only had one because I knew that. So Totori was the final prefecture in Japan to get a Starbucks. And that was, this was in 2015. And it was a big deal. Now they have two locations. I don't know when the second one opened, but they have two locations now. I wanted to go there just to say like, hey, I've been to one of the very few Starbuckses in this prefecture. Mm-hmm. Also to check if they had this exclusive Starbucks mug that is only in Totori, which means only two locations sell it. <laughs> but of course, like typical Japan style, it was sold out. Mercari, Chris. I don't know. I feel like I was there. And I'm like, I don't want to overpay, overpay for it, but... It looked like sand dunes. Like, that's what it was. It was like the bottom, like, it's like a, it looked like it was a handmade mug. I don't know if it, if it actually is, but it, it's like the bottom of it is brown, like the, like the color of sand, right? That mm-hmm. sandy color. Then top of it's like this, like, watercolor blue. And it looks like a pottery, but it's a mug and it's supposed to represent the sand dunes. And it's exclusive to those Starbucks locations in Totori. But I kind of figured it would be sold out. And I, th- when I read about it, I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to sell out. So that was Totori, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. The next day, I rode the Hello Kitty Shinkansen. I <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it was cute. Very cute. So it runs, it only runs once a day. It starts in Hokodate. Hokodate? Yeah. Hokodate, which is like in Kyushu way southern japan and goes all the way up to shinosaka and then turns on and goes back and it does that trip once a day so i had to get on the very specific train at 11 32 a.m from shinosaka on a specific platform uh-huh. because that was the only time it was leaving from shinosaka that day so i had to like time everything just right to make sure i got on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my past covered it. So, uh, and it's it's like the the local Shinkansen. Yeah. Meaning it stops at every stop along the way. Oh my God. The <laughs> other Shinkansens, other Shinkansens will like only stop at certain stops. Yeah. So they bypass quite a few, but this one stops at every single one. The whole outside of it is Hello Kitty, like a Hello Kitty wrap. And the car inside of it is there's a car that has merchandise, like exclusive merchandise and some photo ops. Uh huh which is really cute. And there's like a little like window seat area for kids and families to sit to like look out the window. Yeah. Which I thought was really adorable. Do they have like a Hello Kitty Icky Ben? I think they did. Oh my gosh. I think it was sold out or something. They did. They, yeah, they had like a couple Omiyage things on on the train. They also had a a Hello Kitty plush in like a Shinkansen, like not stewardess. That's not the word. Like an attendant? Yeah, like you know the the women that go up and down serving the food. Uh huh. What like do we just call them attendants? I don't know what the, I what think the name so. is. I think there can be guy attendants too. I've never seen a man do it. I've I've only ever seen women. Not that I ride the Shinkansen every day, so I don't know. <laughs> only one of the cars, like where you actually sit, is Hello Kitty themed. Okay. 
And I went on, what day was this? I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday. Wasn't very, like there was next to nobody on it. There was, you know, a couple families with like some young kids that, you know, just wanted to ride the train and like a couple like business people and that was it. So it was very quiet, but there was like photo ops and everything. And it was just, if you're a Hello Kitty fan, like it's definitely a must. You gotta do it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's fun just riding a themed train. Like whether if you're a fan of it or not, it's just kind of fun. It just kind of takes the monotony out of it all. I think so. For sure. Yeah. Have you ridden the Hello Kitty train? No, I have not. I think also usually we take the train, like we try to aim for the faster trains. So that might be a reason why. But yeah, it sounds really fun. Yeah. Like if you want to ride it, there's an official website for it mm-hmm. and they give the schedule. I think they only do two months ahead. So they give the exact schedule when it's going to leave. And because it's Japan, you know, it's going to be correct. Yeah. It's going to be punctual. When the train doesn't run every single day, it's usually, I think, four or five times a week it runs. And it has like, it seems like random days that it's not running. So it, it, it's not set days when it's not running. It seems like one week it's Friday and Saturday it's not running. The next week it's like Tuesday, Wednesday. So I don't know how they decide on that. But yeah. if it's something you're planning, make sure you check ahead of time. Because I had to kind of rearrange some things when I checked the schedule. I'm like, oh, I can't do it on... Because I was going to do it the day after, but it was on its day off. The day after. So yeah. I was like, okay, I need to rearrange my schedule because this is the only time I can ride this thing. So that's what I did. It was cute. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And um, I took it all the way to Okayama is what I did. <laughs> and I spent the day in Okayama because I've never really been there. Well, I guess I was there technically the day before, but I was just transiting through. But... I looked up what's Okayama known for, and they're known for their Black Castle. Yeah. Which was covered up <laughs> in oh. its entirety because it's under refurbishment oh, no. until November. But I went there. I walked there anyway because I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well just like walk there. Yeah. So I went o- all the way over there. And you never know like what sites you might see on the way, right? Yeah. Oh, I found the most, the weirdest underground thing. What was it? I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. So I was walking. To the Okayama, like the, the castle. Uh-huh. And there was like this big intersection, right? It's, you know, like four lanes in every which way or whatever. So you can cross the street or you can go to this underground arcade, I guess. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to go in the underground arcade. Why not? I went down there and there, there was nobody down there. I think it was like a Thursday afternoon. You know, like who would, who would be down there anyway? But I went down there and... There was like a greenhouse down there with like all these exotic plants. Mm-hmm. But then there was a fountain with like some statues, like Greek statues. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and there was like, but there was sunlight coming. Like part of it was open. I'm like, where is that sunlight coming in from? Because above when I came down yeah. was a like a, a road. Yeah. So I'd like, I'm like, I don't know where that, that light's coming from. I don't know. But there's a fountain. There's an like a greenhouse thing here and there's tables everywhere. Like it was really clean down there. It sounds really pretty. Very open. And I'm like, this is so weird. And I, then I, I need to use the toilet. And then I saw a sign. Oh, there's a toilet down here. Cool. And you know, you like toilets, like restrooms in Japan are usually pretty clean, right? Sometimes. <laughs> it, you know, depending on what station you're at, but you yeah. know, for the most part, they're usually pretty good. This one was immaculate. Oh, Wow. To the point where 
the entrance into the the restroom area had this nice carpet. Like it looked like it'd been oh dry cleaned. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I felt bad walking on it. I'm like, I don't want to walk on this. It's it's too clean. What is this place? <laughs> and like I went like I went in there and it was spotless. Wow. It smelled nice. And it was just like just this weird experience. Like where where am I? What is going on? <laughs> it was just so weird. It sounds really cool. So I found that going on the on the way to Okayama Station. See, or, sorry, you walk uh, around, Okayama. you find interesting things like that. Yeah, so uh, Okayama Castle. So I went there. It was covered up, whatever. And I thought, well, should I just go back? But then there, there was a bridge there because the castle is along a big moat. Uh-huh. And I looked across there. I'm like, oh, that looks like a big like park area. Well, I'm here. I didn't plan anything else for the rest of the day. So why don't I just walk over there? So I walk over there. And I walk past these gates, and it's like, oh, it's 400 yen to enter. I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, why why do I have to pay to go in? So I walked up to it, and I'm like, oh, it's a garden. Okay. So I thought, well, I'm here. Why not? It was 400 yen, so like $4 to get in. So I paid to go in, and this was really nice of the woman there. Mm -hmm. Most people just assume you speak English, right? If you're foreign, you look foreign, they just assume you speak English. I was speaking to her in Japanese, and she politely asked me, she said, oh, we also have the maps in English or French. Did you want one of those instead, or do you want the Japanese one? And it was just really nice that she didn't just automatically assume. Yeah. And just give me the English one. She asked, like, oh, do you want the English or the French one? We have both. Like, we have, those are the two we have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like, I liked that. <laughs> Instead of just automatically assuming that I'm just an English speaker. Yeah, Sure. I mean, she would have assumed correctly, of course, but I really like that. It just, I don't know, yeah. it sat very well with me when she asked me that. It just made me feel nice. Anyway, I went to the gardens. I didn't know that um, gardens could be awarded Michelin stars. I thought Michelin stars were for restaurants. Well, because it was as like a way to incentivize people to like tra- like drive around and travel. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would have other roadside attractions. Yeah, I just, I just I just didn't realize that a garden could like there was Michelin stars awarded to gardens. I didn't under I I didn't realize that. So yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this must be fancy, and it was. It was very <laughs> fancy inside. Yeah. Of course, everything was brown because it's winter, right? So it wasn't Aww. like as immaculate as it could have been, or like mm-hmm, I should mm-hmm. say, pretty. But it was still it was still really nice to go in there. It was very calm and peaceful. There's even like an area where you can sit, you take your shoes off and you sit like on this like wooden plank and you're overlooking the river and there's like rocks and stuff and the water's like calmly going through the rocks and stuff. You just like sit there and relax. And then there's like these big, big wide open fields, which in the summer would be flowers and grass. (laughs) For me, it was just brown, dead grass, I guess. But I walked through it. It was really nice and I really loved it. And I quite enjoyed it actually i mean for 400 yen it's nothing and that was my adventures in okayama then i did something kind of silly what'd you do it's related to starbucks so the starbucks app in in, in japan you get like a stamp like if you pay for your drink at a starbucks in a different prefecture you get a stamp Mm -hmm. in the app to say that you've been to that prefecture Right, right. So <laughs> I thought, 
you know what? I have this rail pass and I, I didn't really feel like going anywhere else at that point. I was kind of tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I should really relax a little bit and not just have to like go from point A to point B all the time. I just thought, why don't I just get on the Shinkansen and get off at a different stop that's in a different prefecture <laughs> <laughs> and collect these these stamps for these prefectures? Because I don't really know if I'll go back to Okuyama anytime soon. Yeah. So that's what I did. I mean, it sounds fun. I also went to Kobe. Because I wanted to get Kobe. the I wanted to get the the stamp from Hyogo, like Hyogo yeah. Prefecture. I think I'm sitting at like nine stamps. Mm-hmm. I'm not even close to halfway there. You're supposed to get like a special commemorative stamp if you get all of the prefectures. Do you get anything besides the stamp? No, just a stamp. <laughs> that's it. Stamp in the app. That's it. All right. So that's that. That's what I did with the Kansai Pass. I I got my money's worth. I'll be honest. I really did. It was nice being just. Being able to pop on the Shinkansen and just go. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with the non-reserved seats, it makes it so much easier. So you just like go through the gates, look at what the next train is. Okay, find out where the non-reserved seats are and just get on it. That's it. It's super simple. And I don't know if it's like this for all the passes. The pass they gave me, you just put it through the ticket machine. Because I, I remember with the JR pass... It, it may have changed since I was with someone that last used it, but before you had to show it to the train attendant, like the ticket attendant or the person yeah. at the ticket window to get through. I don't know if that's changed for the Japan Rail one, like the Japan one one. I have no idea. I can't really test that right now anyway. For the Kansai, wa- Kansai one, it was just put it through the machine like a normal ticket and that's it. That's all you got to do. I like that. Super easy. Quick and easy. I could reserve... Seats if I wanted to. I did that a couple of times because there was a couple of times where I'm like, I know where I want to know where my seat is gonna be. So I just went to this like the reservation center and just said, Oh, I want a ticket for this train this time, please. What's like the pro so you just go to like the desk? Can you do it through the little computer or like how do you it says to go to like the what's it called? The the green green ticket. Right, the little t- where they have the attendees and everything. I don't. I can't remember the English name because I know in Japanese it's called the Midori Gucci, like green entrance, green yeah. window. Yeah, it's like where you do like all your ticket reservations. They can do it there for you really easily. So I did that. I did that a few times. It's very simple, very quick and easy. Staff probably won't speak English though, especially if you're like not within like Osaka or Tokyo. Mm-hmm. The likelihood of someone like someone at these stations speaking English is going to be very slim. I liked when I was in Totori. I need. I wanted to reserve my seat back to mm-hmm. Osaka. The train attendant or the the ticket reservation woman that was there. So again, this is like a like a little language thing that I just really appreciate. So I've been. I'm sure you can relate to this. There's sometimes when you interact with somebody like a Japanese person. Like for me, I don't always understand what's being asked of me all the time. Like I'm, I'm not completely 100% fluent. I'm never going to be. And uh-huh. there's just certain situations where I'm asked a question. I'm like, ooh, I'm not really sure what you mean or like what you're asking of me, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's been instances where, you know, I'm polite and I just say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't quite understand. Can you say it again or something like that? And the person just completely breaks down because they oh. don't know how to handle it, right? Oh, no. <laughs> They start trying to use English, which just kind of makes sometimes makes it worse. 
Like, I really don't know what you're trying to tell me. But this girl, or I should say woman, she asked me something and I didn't quite understand what she said. And I asked her, oh, can you repeat that? Like, I didn't quite understand. And without missing a beat, she just repeated herself. And I I, I apologize. I'm like, sorry, I don't really understand. And she's Mm -hmm. like, she sat there for a second and then she explained it in a different way. She was just very calm. And she's just like, oh. And she like used like simpler Japanese because she was using very like formal you know, the formal Japanese that they're supposed to be using. Yeah. Which sometimes I don't understand. Right. <laughs> but she right. used it in like kind of more plain terms. Like, she oh. used the Yasashi Nihongo. <laughs> yeah. She like used very, very easy Japanese. I mean, like, oh, okay. I understand now. If I remember, I think she was asking me like, do you prefer to be like at the front of the train, middle, oh. back? Do you want to be in the window? Do you want to be in the aisle? I think that's what kind of, in Japanese, like that. Right, Sometimes right. they speak so quickly. I'm like, oh, wait, what? what? What's going on? Uh-huh. I'm being asked a million questions. Then she finally like said it again. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would like, you know, I want a window seat. So it's just like, it was just really nice. She was just very calm about everything. She didn't like panic. Yeah. Which I like, I, I've had many instances where people just panic. Oh. Because I didn't understand like one word. No, we oh, can no. work through this. We can work through this together. <laughs> we can do this. We can just don't panic. <laughs> it's just a train ticket. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Like that. That that made me feel really nice. Where she like, she just, she just knew how to handle it. Right. I was I was very grateful for that. She did ask me one thing that I just could not understand. I'm like, I really don't know what. Like, I don't know what else you could be possibly asking me, and I don't understand the words you're selling me. Yeah. And she just kind of looked at me. She's like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just do it for you then. I'm like, okay. I don't know what you're doing for me, but yeah, please go ahead. I just Aww. want to get on the train. Aww. So she did She did some stuff and whatnot. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Japanese, they tend to ask a lot of questions because everything, people can be very particular here. Sure. So sometimes I just don't, I'm like, I don't know. I just want a train ticket by the window to leave in an hour. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep it simple. I don't need to be asked a million questions. So that was uh, my adventure with the Kansai Pass. I mean, it sounds like a really great ticket. You should do it. Maybe not right now, but yeah, in the future when things are maybe calm down again. One day. <laughs> but it, it was it was good. It was definitely worth it. It sounds fantastic. Hundred percent worth it. I would definitely recommend it. I kind of want to try the other ones now. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine like just going to all the different parts of Japan? That would be so fun. It's almost like the Starbucks stamps kind of give me incentive <laughs> to like go to these prefectures. I'm like, oh, I don't really, why would I go there? What do you mean why would you go there? There's lots of really interesting little nooks and crannies and fun stuff to see. I know, but it's just like having that little extra incentive. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put the effort into go. Sure. Instead of like falling into things that I know that I will do, it's like, oh, okay, uh-huh. well, this gets me to do something I may have wouldn't have thought of doing right away. So it's fun. It's good. There's some great caving in Tohoku region. Caving? Yeah. Oh, I think we talked about that in a podcast once, didn't we? I think we probably did. Yeah. Wasn't there one with like graves or something? Wait. Oh, that's different. That's in oh. Saitama. <laughs> oh, that's Saitama. <laughs> that's nearby. Okay. That's nearby. okay. Spelunking? Yeah. Spelunking. <laughs> it's pretty intense. There's um there's one where it's like 
it's pitch black and you have to crawl through freezing water and you can choose a flashlight or a candle and we took one candle one flashlight and the candle went out and we it was it was really kai was uh <laughs> crying at one point going wow we, we have to get out of here <laughs> He was much small. He was much younger back then. <laughs> My husband refused to go. <laughs> it was so fun though. And they, like, let me tell you, he has never forgotten that trip, even though he was like much younger. <laughs> it was so, so fun. And like the nature is gorgeous around that area. So. Okay. Well, I'll have to look it up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting like, what's it called? The Descent? Is that what that oh, horror yeah. movie is called? That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> it's pretty intense because there's somewhere you have to crawl and there's somewhere you have to climb over. And then I think there's one area. I think it might be a different. It might be a different cave, but like it's like only you have to be older. So like I, my son couldn't do it at that time or something like that. But it's so it's super fun if you like adventure. And there's all kinds of like really interesting regional places in Japan. There's like one place where you eat soba with negi there's like all these really interesting like regional like traditions and like foods and like sightseeing places so i think it could be really fun to just go and explore yeah you're right well we'll have to talk about that in in another episode or something but before we go though we're gonna thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us on patreon over at patreon.com slash tdr now so a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Crispy, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, and Harry. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, and Sonia. So we're about to go record our bonus episodes. So if you want to get access to our bonus episodes, Head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now so you can listen to our bonus episodes because we're going to be talking about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about, I don't know, we talk about random things over on on the bonus episodes. So if you want to check them out, head on over to Patreon. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Oh, and Spotify now has reviews. So leave us a review on Spotify. And if you have any questions or anything, send them to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com or just hit us up on social media. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I'm the one collecting, trying to collect all the stamps for every Starbucks or one Starbucks in every prefecture in Japan. And joining, as always, is the wonderful Patricia. Oh my gosh. No, now you got me thinking about Starbucks. And did you try the new, like, double Nama Choco? Not yet. It looks so good. I tried the hot one, (gasps) but I want to try the Frappuccino. Ooh, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, you guys, go out, enjoy Starbucks in wherever you're listening to us, and keep exploring. We'll see you next time. All right, Explorers, till next time. 